Oh shit! Well, I guess. Oh shit, indeed, dude. I watched fucking Batman Returns with fucking Michelle Pfeiffer and all of her dominatrix goodness as a (laughs) fucked up cat. Oh man. Off the fucking mezzanine of that I theater. I need to go jerk and off just thinking yeah, about that right now. Uh, bless stenographers in all of their beautiful orify. <laughs> Kisses to all your pink parts. <laughs> and just like all the feral cats just licking up her blood. Like. Kisses to all your pink parts. <laughs> it's the best way. It's like X's and O's. Instead of drawing like, a little heart with an exclamation point, just like kisses to all your pink parts. And do like a lip stamp or something. That was fucking greatness, dude. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. I appreciate your appreciation of my camera. Welcome to the Bunker Brigade! No, it, it was great, like, because I knew you guys were there, even though, you know, like Rusty said, like, I'm going to try not to laugh at the beginning. like... Okay. Well, because I didn't want to alter like their perception, or right? You know because what I mean. But then, like after he started laughing, I was like, "All right, I can't fucking hold it anymore." Mm-hmm. Well, and we had talked about it the week previously. Like, yeah, you're gonna see some stuff, so it's gonna be an experiment of your own. Like, so I'm doing my comedy, and then there's the comedy of where I'm performing. Yeah, that was Not in for a, me in and of itself. You is a comedy. in that environment where like just watch. We didn't watch a whole lot, but it was just like. You had mentioned it before, like just super pretentious. Like listening to the guy that was like taking notes right in front of us, the, the other guy that was sitting at the bar, the like snapping, yeah, which dude. definitely happened. It was yeah, just dude. like, where the fuck am I? Oh, wait, I'm in a wine bar. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Literally like, just says wine. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I did not misdescribe that oh, situation. Not at all. But. It was actually brilliant than that, I imagined. Knowing that my co-hosts were there, <laughs> the people that actually <laughs> understand me, and then again, the organizer who's known me since we were 14, he knows, like, I'm going to do what Earl does. And that's the great thing. It was fucking phenomenal. This morning. <laughs> Probably. We'd been drinking before that. <laughs> we went to have a, a cocktail afterwards. A cocktail. So, Spuds was playing me just the video, like, on mute. I was like, I look like a complete fucking psychopath. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. But, I mean, there's... Eh, given the environment, like, it, it's yeah. either that or you look fucking pretentious, so <laughs> I'd go psychopath over that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm wearing, like, dirty-ass, like, fucking sweatpants... From digging holes all day, hair's all insane. My beard is way more ridiculous than I realized that it was <laughs> up to this point. So I'm just gonna fucking lean into it. Uh, yeah, I it, love it. Was, it was a, a great situation. I felt a lot more comfortable. I love you guys there. It's like now I can just fucking go. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Like even from my perspective, like sitting there, like going in, like initially, and like listening to your buddies, like monologue or whatever. It's like, I feel very uncomfortable in this environment. This yeah. is definitely not me. And then as soon as you got up, you start doing your thing. It's like, all right, like, I I feel like I fit in for a moment. Yeah. You know, it's like, all right, you did your thing, we're out. For five minutes of bliss. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I like, belonged. You know, they want me to do it tomorrow as well. It's like, I, I'm not ready yet for another set. I don't know, um, dude. What's the theme? So the theme thing, like, 
that's kind of why I mentioned it. That wasn't really a thing. It was just somebody on a group message. Uh, oh, so it's not official? No. Like, uh, if, if you okay. listen to anybody else's thing, like, there was nobody else talking about water. That's See, I, I thought that, I thought. too. Like, when I was sitting there and, like, the guy's talking about, like, his personal life storage, I'm like, I don't see how this relates to water. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I guess, like, we're it, all, like, it's, it's all water. So Dickie's his whole thing <laughs> is, is a mindfuck. Like, his whole thing is trying to create the most convoluted meta situation possible. It's like if, you know, Ron Artest fucked Michael Jordan, <laughs> but then Michael Jordan used Ron Artest cum to throw it on Kim Kardashian's face... <laughs> And nice. then make a Kanye West album. Yeah, like it, it's Go-go just Spidey Web. It, it's so fucking convoluted, and that's why he. I'm the only comedian that performs at Conspiracy City, because I'm the disruptor. The disruptor. That's it. That was like, what did they call you? It was like, yeah, the disruptor. Yeah, dude. I was trying to explain it to my wife, and she was like, "Oh, well, how did how did it go last night?" And I was like. The parts I remember were fucking awesome. <laughs> She's like, oh no. I was like, oh yeah. Apparently, I fucking sent a video to my guys. And she's like, well, but everyone like drunk dials every now and then. I was like, no, no. This required me to upload the fucking shit to the Google Drive and then email them. Yeah, I was sitting at work and I was from like, my oh, phone. You like, said something. I wonder what the. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> damn. You watched that at work? Oh, well, I mean, I'm in my office. Okay, you were alone? Like, yeah. Okay, good. I was like, fuck. Yeah. It's not like I was on the floor or anything. Because a couple of those Here's people I've worked with. So, so like, one of the greatest parts I noticed when I was watching the video that you sent me is in my intro. Your stand-up. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so when I say innocuous in the name, you can read his mouth be like what does innocuous in a name mean and he starts going on his phone like dictionary.com yeah like looking up what I'm saying about just saying like okay the theme is water it's so innocuous in a blah blah and then you can just instantly see me like the fuck is he talking about he's and then now he's engaged yeah well, like, you were beatboxing in your Rusty's ear <laughs> was I really yeah. oh fuck <laughs> you were like Three fours. Yeah, you did. Oh my god. <laughs> hey, Jesus. Right, you, you, you're getting into it. Was I quiet at least? Or was I, like, was everyone I mean, it looking? wasn't like loud, like, you know, <laughs> speaking voice, but it wasn't like quiet, quiet. Okay, good. I wasn't doing any kind of like. Uh, the best is when. Stupid shit. After my set, <laughs> when they're like, okay, critic three. And then you just. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we didn't know the fucking <laughs> work. There's one, two, three <laughs> critics that were assigned. It's like, fuck it. I'll throw my question out there. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't know it was a, a judge, judge thing. I thought I was. Yeah, I didn't either. But then again, we were only there for the monologue. We did dipped, I, and then we came back like one before because they were like, hey, dude, you're on next. Did I raise my hand? Was I, I, I called on, or did I just blurt shit out? Oh, I know. You just, yeah, just got to blurt it out. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! Exactly like Rusty said. Like to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair. We fucking we went over to Poorhouse. Yeah. And I mean, like it was to the point where the bartender was like, "Okay, so look, I just gave you guys uh, shots back to back within yeah. five minutes, so I gotta wait before I can pour you another." And I, I remember like 
No, that's cool. We're going to leave these exact same glasses lined up right here, and then whenever we look back and they're full, they're full. She's like, thanks for understanding. And then we were just talking, and I turned back and looked, and like, oh, shit, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> well, and then you also wanted to have the hat that was sitting. <laughs> yeah, you kept on asking her about the hat. <laughs> <laughs> I was asking if it was for sale, and if so, if I could procure it in some way, shape, or form. She's like, no, on both. Uh, there's, there's not there's for sale, no and everyone asked him for it. I was like, okay, never mind, so it's used. That's good. I don't want used. I mean, it was 100% amazing. I mean, it was, like I said, the first official Brigadier's I just like, outing. His yeah, because we're all kind of homebodies. <laughs> yeah. And Very so much. to have all three of the Brigadier's going out, and especially you two supporting me with the stand-up, which is essentially me just saying the shit that I say up here with you guys... And now figuring out if a bunch of super hyper hyper liberal fucking pussies can cannot have their brains explode like that was the best part. <laughs> yeah, like, no. I know what's coming. Yeah, <laughs> um, and, and that that's what was so great about it to me, at least, like as a performer, going up there being the most the most extreme, the most avant garde person within this collective of, you know, gym teacher touched me people. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's great. I just remember the guy sitting at the bar and, like, whoever was up doing their thing, talking about, like, French philosophers, and I was like, dude, I'm out. <laughs> like, like, this is way too cultured for my yeah. ass. Let's go get some whiskey <laughs> fuck wine. Well, and, and I know a significant amount about the different levels of philosophy. Like, my first major in college was philosophy and sociology. So it's like, let me see how terrible people are in a academic setting. Um, I suck and in academic. And that's so kind of what, that out there. what Conspiracy City is. It's, okay, we're going to take classic philosophy and make super twists, make people super uncomfortable, or just... it They're like the Vanna White of philosophers. So, Say what just look pretty, you know, have some fucking glitter on you, and then anytime anybody gets something right, you just turn it around. It's not a comedy thing, so now that I've done two stand-up shows stand-up clubs. Like, I was talking to a buddy of mine the other day. He's like, yeah, this place has a stand-up show you know, for locals on a Wednesday night. Yeah, this other place. So I'm, I'm starting to get uh, a little bit of traction and yeah. also a little bit of knowledge of where to go because by no means do I want to do this without you guys. But if I can bring the stupid shit that I say on our show absolutely to a live audience a lot of my favorite podcasts they do live shows and I've been to some and they are extremely extremely fun because you get the laughter without necessarily the like hardcore discipline of a stand up show so I don't have to say the exact same thing the exact same way and you know even at uh, what's the place in Lakewood uh, Lakewood Theater, you know, I've seen. What's the place? 
In Lakewood? <laughs> it's a theater. What the fuck is it called? God damn it. <laughs> Lakewood Theater? That's the one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're a great place like that. No, that's not it. You know, Majestic or <laughs> they even small places like Hyenas or uh, it's called like Will Call. That's what so, you know, good. There, there are some options for us to do live shows. I mean, it's honing the craft. We should go to Lakewood Theater as an outing to go have whiskey and bowling. And then see if we can just set it up to do something like, hey, we've already got all of our own shit. You have something to plug into, like a PA? Cool. Well, Lakewood yeah, Theater to doesn't have bowling. Lakewood Theater? Yeah, so in a Gas and Abrams. So they have Arcade Bar, which like has a couple pinball machines. But we're talking Lakewood Theater. Yeah. Has the big marquee. Yeah. Yes, they do. They turn the bottom portion into a bowling alley. What's the uh, what's the rubber tub for? It's plastic. Get in. <laughs> the hydrochloric acid. Tub. Oh, the rubber tub. Acid, right? Yeah, the rubber tub. Yeah, uh, hydrochloric acid. The the rubber made tubs are the only thing that it will not eat through because of the composition. The polymers. Yeah. With the specific compositions, okay? It's not just like, oh, here's the little plastic pick, hydrochloric acid. I have no hand. No, it's like, <laughs> it's specific compositions, but okay. Let's go ahead and dumb it up and dumb it down and dumb it all around. Well, now I know if Spuds invites me over and there's just a couple of fucking Rubbermaid tubs, I should I'm probably out. go. Be Rubbermaid per se, it's Lexan. It's a shameless plug. Lexan is the uh, polymer composition. Well, I do declare there early. I'm so sorry. I did not matriculate at the fucking University of Asshole. <laughs> I went to house your mother. I mean, there are very few graduates. I just happen to be one. Yeah, you, you're summa cum laude at 69. <laughs> I, assume I was summa coming loudly. Uh, preferably in a 69. <laughs> Uh, it's in the hole that you can't get pregnant in. Let's yeah, release. <laughs> well, I mean, release the cracker. Yeah, fucking choke me, choke me. <laughs> Man, we've talked about my downstairs mix-up. We've talked about all kinds of shit. It dude. really kind of looks like a miniature version of the monsters from Stranger Things. What? All the tentacles and shit. You what? know, or if you're a florist, it looks like the blooms <laughs> of a magnolia. Wow. Now I will never look at a fucking magnolia the same way. <laughs> Thanks for ruining that, dude. Thanks for you just ruined flowers for me. Dude, Fuck off. Like the movie Magnolia, I can't even fucking take Steel that shit. Magnolia. Seriously. I, I That's got only you. the most annoying too, because there's shit goes everywhere. Shit goes everywhere with what? Crate myrtle. Crate myrtle. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I got a, I got one of those in my fucking backyard. They're I wish I could cut it down. They're pains in the asses. I killed two with my Camaro when I was 16. Nice. Good riddance. At the same time? Oh, yeah. Yeah! <laughs> dump, dump! <laughs> was it IROC or oh, RS? Oh, uh, neither. It was a V6 95. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was hoping at least one in RS is a V6. Yeah, it, it was nothing special, but I was hoping it'd just be one of those R.I.P. Great Eighties, you're going back into the ground. <laughs> the fuck? Bend that motherfucker. 
You see how pretty your 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 playing sounds on clean strings? It's fucking insane how that works, dude. The guitar stays in tune, and what you want to play actually, like, tracks. It's it's just such a crazy concept to me. Clean strings, fresh strings, good recordings, good playing. It's so weird. I got this thing out of a fucking dumpster when I was seven. I was busy looking for some fucking skull from my old man. And uh, it's got the same uh, three or four strings on it. <laughs> I don't know what tuning it's in, but it plays fucking death. Hey, dude, I mean, if you go back to the Robert Johnson story, he would take chicken wire. Yeah, 1940s the versus 2022. And yeah. create different tensions, and that's how he learned to play the guitar. And what hey, the devil is, he just nailed different links of chicken wire, kind of like a harp. And that's how he learned to play guitar and play slide. You see it at the opening of uh, This May Get Loud. Jack White is on his porch, uh, yeah, and he man. takes a board oh, and he I nails know. and puts a string and like wedges a fucking uh, a coke bottle on one end is the bridge yeah. and then takes another something or other and like hammers in a fucking pickup plugs it into an amp he fucking gets the tension gets it nice and tight make sure and then just starts fucking playing slide on that one string is fucking and then for dude. some reason he he invites two of the worst most overrated guitar players ever he for didn't the rest invite of that. shit no, I'm just talking about Jimmy Page and the Edge. I know who you're talking about. I'm saying he did not invite. I'm helping you with your verbiage. Then he goes and invites. He didn't invite shit. He got invited. Someone else was like, we'll get Jimmy Page, we'll get you too, and then Jack White. Yeah, let's get them. And then, boom, the people that are actually musicians started composing like how they were going to make a movie of it and all that other shit. It was actually really well pieced together, and I can't stand you two... I, I can't stand you too. I don't like The Edge. But in the grand scheme of things, the movie itself was entertaining, and there was a lot of good shit. There was a lot of good shit involved. Now, for people that unfortunately don't like Led Zeppelin, sucks to be you, nerd. <laughs> and I can't say nerds because there's only one person, and he just happens to be in this fucking room. Everyone else likes Led Zeppelin. People were born to Led Zeppelin. As a matter of fact, I hope you were conceived to fucking Led Zeppelin albums. House of the Holy. I bet you were conceived just to fucking to Over the Hills and Floor Away. Well, well, I mean, it just happens I, to be 25 I hated my biological father, so well, if he go. was fucking and coming to Led Zeppelin, no wonder <laughs> I fucking hate him. Well, that's fair. The movie's still good. I don't care. No, I mean, it's, it's a good watch for it sure. Is. I like and it. I love Jack White. Like I think he's an incredibly talented mm -hmm. guitar player, uh, and an incredibly talented artist. Yep. More so than guitar player, there are a lot of better guitar players. You know, with like the Edge, it's like if all you're gonna do is play an E major and put on like eight different delay pedals and be like, chicka, 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 you're not that good, bro. I, I feel you're personally not. attacked, even though I play in C major. <laughs> <laughs> But whatever. Yeah, but just because you cold. went through a war doesn't make you a great guitar player. Goddamn. Hey, okay. It's like being like, hey, greatest let's, generation, my ass. Let's, yeah. <laughs> let's give every Syrian refugee a Fender Squire and then just celebrate how great they are <laughs> at rock and roll. Happy wow. LA Day. Fucking. Fucking generation in a whole country. 
<laughs> U2 is not a good band. Their songs are decent at best. And uh, there, there's no way you're going to convince me that The Edge is one of the greatest guitar players of all time. Nothing no. against U2. Fuck Bono. Uh, that, that's my take. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you can say fuck Bono because, yeah, he's a pretentious douche. But yeah. I could say fuck Earl because he's a pretentious douche, but I don't. You have value to me. <laughs> now, other people might be but like, Bono Dude. doesn't. <laughs> yeah, Bono's a piece of shit. Yeah, and but he's, you, but he's probably the edge great to know. Doesn't either. I know. Like, well, so, say, I don't, like, I, I, so the edge doesn't even speak about the movie, what it's about. It's not saying, here are the three greatest guitar players of all time. What it is, is three totally different approaches. That is where I can see why, because of his, the Edge, his extensive fucking rig that's extremely technical. That part I was interested in. When they zoomed away from him and I could see his floorboard and his fucking racks and shit, I was interested. When he was talking, I put it on mute. Like, yeah, but <laughs> that's cool. We, we had talked about that. Yeah. Like, when Riggs was here, we talked about it. like, you cannot just over accentuate your shitty playing with effects patterns. Yes, like, I at can. the end of the day, I have a lot of them. <laughs> of them. Yeah, but I, you're not a shitty player. That's, that's because I have a lot of pedals. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. <laughs> like you can play an acoustic guitar, and this is on episode when Riggs was here, the last time he was here. Like, yeah, if you're just a crappy guitar player, you can't just cover it up. Right. You can make yourself sound better if you're a good guitar player mm-hmm. with you know effects and whatnot. And pedals, and you can chase tone. That's one thing. But if you're just playing an A major or an E major the entire time, drop C major. (laughs) Still C major, but drop C. Yeah, that makes you already (laughs) what three notes better than the edge. Either way, doesn't matter because that sucks. U two's bullshit. But I've watched the documentary at least five times. Oh, it's it's great. It's entertaining. Oh, so you're feeding your vitriol. By watching and like, oh yeah, Jack White. Oh god, I'm bored. Oh god, fuck that guy. Oh yes, that's why oh, there cool. are Jack multiple White. holes in my guy. drywall. This guy's so- I mean, I've watched this one documentary a bunch of times where the crowded kid beats the devil. <laughs> he had a big white fella from Memphis. <laughs> fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. Crossroads. Really I fucking love Jack that movie. <laughs> I love that movie, dude. That was part Steve of my Steve Five plays yeah. the devil. No shit. No. Are you fucking insane? You mean that tall, narrow dude in leather pants playing the Ibanez that looks like Steve Vai is actually Steve Vai? Nuh-uh. Well, a lot of people didn't know that Ralph Macchio didn't actually know how to play the guitar, yeah. much less on a Steve Vai played both sides. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I dig it. Yeah. Either way, it's great. He knows karate and the guitar? Bullshit. I mean, Mr. Miyagi and the fucking the devil. Sweep the... Sweep the leg, Johnny. <laughs> Oh, there's a pun there. Oh. Sweep the fretboard. Ooh. Sweet picking. Sweet picking. Ah. Mm. Yeah, so moving on. <laughs> the fucking Crossroads was great. I don't give a shit who played what. Now, okay. I will say, on uh, Studio 666, the Foo Fighters movie. I haven't seen it yet. It's cheesy I want horror to. goodness. That, that's all I expected from The end. But uh, when... Dave Grohl is is like, oh, check out this. I got this song finished, blah, blah, blah. And he's starting to play it, and he's doing all this, like, badass noodling shit. The stunt hands are 
Steve Vai again <laughs> playing, and he's even got like all of Dave Grohl's tattoos yeah. on his fingers and shit, and then all his forearms. So the, all the cutscenes are on Dave Grohl's guitar with Dave Grohl's tattoos. See, that and makes shit, me want to see it that much more because it's like an homage to it's fucking, fucking good, uh, dude. Crossroads. I like. I, there are a couple times where I'm like, man, this is really hammy, but it's hammy on purpose. Yeah. And there's only a couple parts that I'm just like, man, I probably would have cut that, but who cares? Yeah. The the end all be all of it is great. Now, take the further twist. The band that is the mythical band that's like, oh, this band that went recorded their album here, and then right before they finished, the singer went crazy and killed everyone, and blah blah blah. Yeah. Their band is called Dream Widow. Playing back the stuff that they're playing, I'm like, dude, that sounds fucking cool, man. Like, I wish this was a real thing. The Friday that Taylor Hawkins passed, yeah. that morning, Dream Widow dropped that album. No shit. No shit. But yeah, I, no, it's a real thing. Like, I've, How I, have I not fucking heard that? Dude, I, I fucking bought it. I downloaded it. Fucking own it. It is no awesome. No shit. It is awesome. Because you don't hear... Any of the Foo Fighters' tenth album, which is the whole point of, of the premise of the, because that was the whole thing. Is the they movie. were recording the album there, right. and then they're like, ah, oh, but they made this like joke with like this shitty fucking B movie or whatever, and it just kept on getting bigger and bigger, and then mm-hmm. girls like, oh shit, like uh, this is a real thing. Yeah, yeah, it became this movie. Yeah. But yeah, I did not know that. Yeah. I don't know how I don't know that. You now know. I'm it. a girl fan. You're you're there. You're there, man. I've brought you up to the girls. You have. Yeah, but the day Taylor Hawkins passed, that's the that's Dream Widow's first album dropped, and then that evening he passed away, and two hours later they were supposed to take the stage in Bogota yeah. uh, for Lollapalooza. Fucking crazy, dude. Oh. It still hurts, man. It's gonna hurt for a long time. Again, I was trying to explain to you know my wife. I was like, I know you get it because you've you've felt awful for the loss of other musicians that you appreciated. Yeah. I was like, I've I've literally been listening to Taylor Hawkins drum bad assness for twenty eight years. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like yeah, it's jagged little pill. You're an asshole. So <laughs> I saw something that I was like, oh my God, I needed to remember this at some point, so I'm glad I'm remembering it now. Fat Mike, YouTube, there is a five minute video that is a uh, one-way live stream chat. So like the video is just the cutouts where it's not someone asking him questions, but it's him just answering five questions. Okay. And he's in his little makeshift home studio, Fat Records, right? And he's talking about how he cannot fucking stand Les Pauls into Marshalls. He's like, that shit does not track well. You play it live, that's fine, but not for no effects. The way that we write shit, the way we record shit, it does not track. And he's like, my favorite guitar of all time, he picks up a fucking Jazzmaster. And they actually track through. You can't get that through Les Balls and Marshalls. If you can look up porn, and, you and can you look know up. That, you, know, you know that it hurts me to hear like, a Les Paul through a Marshall stack doesn't sound good. Buy your buddy. <laughs> Buy your buddy. Fuck you, Earl. Keep buying our records. Right. <laughs> Dude, no, I mean, it's, but it makes total sense because that's the, it ties into like a conversation that you and I had about our dream stacks, like our dream rigs. What would we use blending heads? Absolutely. You were talking about um, a Marshall and a Mesa, right? And I was talking about a Marshall and a PV. Oh. 
the exact same reasoning behind all of that. The the Marshall is going to be the fucking meat. It's going to be all of the lows and low mids and saturated goodness while still like making anything that needs to be tight. But then you have to your secondary amp, your your other portion, all the high mids and highs, the high gain distortions to blend with the meat. So you got to have the potatoes, and the potatoes are exactly what you would want to track outside of your low mids and lows. So I'm willing to bet El Jefe, when he's doing his tracking with his Telecaster, he probably has the amps and mics that are very warm in low mids and lows, and because he's, he's using playing, a high. I think he's usually playing either like orange or you know fenders. He's probably hitting like an AC30. I can see that, I guess. But how do they get the drive? Well, I, I've seen some videos. Like he has similar pedals, like what you have uh, adorned me with, you know, to emulate those heavy drives. But like with okay. the AC30, because there's a lot of stuff that I can see that that you know just commonplace fans don't realize. You know, you're listening to Linoleum. Yeah, that's fucking super clean, super brilliant distortion. But like we were talking about with Weezer and other bands of that era, low they're level. playing super low volume, yeah. and they're finding the tone at low volume to do the recordings. So they have their their mixture of pedals. Again, they're not overdriven. They're not going to really feed back because when you're when you're taking before your tube amp, you're taking a digital. So it's just going to clean up the signal path, and then you have the boost of the preamp tubes and the postamp tubes that are driving it. You cook them real nice and hot, cook but nice keep them hot. real low, Get them low and, and slow. let let the let the analog, like not the tube, you let those do the work that they're supposed to do. And again, with El Jefe, like, having either a 54 or a 56 Telecaster, which you never see in a punk band, especially right. a Southern California punk band, like that, they well, didn't use such them. a great tone. You get all the little trendy fucks that came after. Well, I'm using thing. a Telecaster for heavy metal. It, you can do it. It's a solid piece of wood. Put the right pickup in it. Play the right way. You can do it. I did it many times. And I've never played fucking country. I've never played anything like Kumbaya, my lord, Kumbaya. <laughs> no. Uh, I've used Telly's multiple Come times. Come by you, my lord. Whatever works for you. Jesus on a tortilla. <laughs> Ruined your black tie. Yeah, that makes me hungry. Uh, last one, no. Last, last one, one on the show. show. You were the last one. Alright, <laughs> right, Garth. Sit on a fucking fence so with your I, tucked in shirt and your fucking high tops. Nice I and white. just became Cold aware fucking. of somebody named uh, Walker Wheeler Jr. The funky fucky what? I think that's his name. It's something Wheeler Jr. Uh, he is like the new David Allen Coe of okay. funny, good country music. It's basically. I take it this is a good thing, right? Oh, very good. Thing. Okay. I'm just making sure. So it's essentially he's doing what our concept for poor Chonky. Is and he's already doing it. Simpsons and did it. Well, that's yeah, cool. it's it's. I believe his name is Wheeler Walker Jr. We got stickers and, and hats. I and heard about it and shit. I got pickups with our Great fucking market. shit. 
it's not even fucking a concept. But it's it's we'll just put very out concept albums. It's very '90s, like old country. Um, and I heard it on the way to work, and then my boss is like, "Yeah, I just started listening to this guy, Wheeler Walker Jr. Have you heard of him?" It's like. I just heard of him on the way to work. Like, Did we just, just become best friends? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Call me Dragon. No. It's kind of one of those situations where when, you know, you buy a new car or your friend buys a new car that's seems unique at the time. And then you see and it fucking everywhere? everywhere. Dude, yeah. I've been doing that recently. Side note. Like, I was like, man, I've always wanted a full-size single-cab truck. But nobody makes them. Like, I happen to look it up. The only people that do is Dodge, and I'm not a fucking Dodge person, so that ain't going to happen. And then, I'm not even kidding when I say for the last two weeks, I've seen dozens. dozens. And I never fucking saw them before. Like, I just thought it, nobody buys them. Nobody does that. Anymore. But they're fucking everywhere. Sorry, didn't mean to fucking go on this little tangent. But, yeah, that's a fucking thing, man. Do the tangent, dude. That's what we do here. That, it's absolutely a thing. What have we not done? It's like, I've never... You know, she has that, that Mazda SUV. Never paid attention, never saw them before, anything like that. She buys one, they're fucking everywhere. She's got yeah. this special edition. I've seen multiples of them. And every time I look, is that her? Nope. Like, it's not, I don't know. That shit blows me away. Like, that, that just shows you, like, the human psyche. Like, everything gets tuned out, it's all the same. Cars are cars, whatever, until, like, something draws your attention to it. And then you notice it everywhere. But especially as car people, like... You know, you're a gearhead. Oh, I'm yeah. a gearhead. I mean, I can recognize headlights behind me. 100%. Like, when it's completely pitch dark and just recognize, like, okay, where are the fog lights based? Yeah. What the fuck is this 93 Chevy Malibu doing right in my <laughs> fucking bumper? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, generally speaking, That's I have crazy. a pretty good... Genitally speaking, I have a good rectum lection. My gooch says. You're right. It's the power gooch. Put the puka shells and the beads. You got the Rasta gooch. Rastafari! Rude boy, don't general! No, it, it, it most definitely, it, it's it a most thing. Definitely. And I'm with you. Like, I can recognize headlights and taillights and everything else. And every once in a while, there'll be that one. It's like, what the fuck is that? You get up closer, it's like, oh, okay. Like, it just looked funny for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've talked about, like, my ideal car would be cut a 1970 Chevelle SS 454 yeah. and a 1972 Chevelle SS 454. Cut those in half so you have the round headlights and the round taillights. Yep. Cut those like, cars in two pieces! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I can see that. What's but the difference between a porcupine and a BMW? I'm still interested in the yeah. line. With a porcupine, the prick's on the outside. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and that's funny. Yeah, I, I was having not kind of a similar conversation because, you know, talking about cars with her, you know, like, I, I want to drift. And, right, one of the, it used to be a... Nissan 240 was like the ultimate drift chassis. Like, there's just so much aftermarket. It's the wheelbase, whatever else, it's great for it. But now there's, we call it the drift tax. Like, the Blue Book's three grand for it, but everybody's selling for six or nine, and it's clapped out and beat to fuck and looks like shit and everything else. But because it's that chassis, people mark it up and people pay it. Well, currently it's the E36 chassis, which is like a 90s 3 Series BMW. Okay. 
And I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, I, I, I can do that. I can afford that. You know, let, let's do it. I don't want to be that fucking BMW dickhead. Like, they're the assholes that don't... Like, I know you paid 60 grand for that car, but it didn't come with turn signals? Like, I I didn't know that, you know, there's (laughs) one car link between the car in front of me and that... And that that was your space. Sorry, my bad. But I also have eyeballs. And I'm constantly looking in my rear view. I'll... I'll take my Miata and call me gay all you want. I'm not a BMW brick. <laughs> I don't see anyone calling you gay, dude. I, th- I think, if anything... Well, I've called gay be- a lot. Yeah. Well, a lot of people have. What, it's, <laughs> they're, they're what you do behind closed as, doors is your own business there. <laughs> they're affectionately known as the hairdresser's car. Oh. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, fuck. You should drive fuck. around with your fucking... What was with the your Chris- Elmo hat. <laughs> the Elmo helmet? Yeah. What's Elmo the helmet. the Chris Kattan movie where he... Uh, Night at the Roxbury? No, the other one where it's like he's the main character yeah, and movie. like his dad and brothers are in like the mob, but he's like the... Something oh. about Nikki or something? No, not no. Nikki. Like, Corky Romano. Tom he works at like the vet clinic. Yeah. And that that was like this whole scene where he's driving his fucking like orange Miata, just like super nice. fucking happy, jamming out to some queer ass fucking song, just see whatever. See, I don't have that bad imagery. I have the comical imagery from Go. That was such okay. a great movie, right? And you had where they hit the girl and they're trying to put her in the fucking trunk and he's like, Stop, stop. It's a Miata! <laughs> you know, like that. You yeah. have to, like, throw her down the hill, and she's still alive, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But that's what I remember it as. It's just a small fucking sports car that has no room for a dead body. So I was watching Wait a show the other day, and a character was making a reference to an outdated technology. And she said... CDs? It's like thinking that an 86 Datsun is better than a whatever car she referred to at the time of that show. It's like... That's anachronistic because Nissan bought out Datsun in 1984. I know that because I had a 300ZX yeah. anniversary edition. I mean, that was the first year that Nissan took over Datsun. Yeah. So they said an 86 Datsun 280 was like, oh no. Yeah. See, no, that, that's this is bad. Did. Somebody didn't do their research. See, Somebody needs to be fired for this shit. That's the equivalent of me watching a fucking action movie with guns. Uh, yep. and just like I can sit there and ruin that shit all day, yeah. and then at the same time be just call out guns the entire time. Yeah. Like, well, nope. He just shot 18 times. That gun only has 15 rounds of the magazine, yep. so let's call it 16 at oh, best. Oh, I do that you too. Know? Like, like, where's the reload? The this amount is of bullshit. shots. Yeah. He's using yes. a 22 Bearcat. You're making 45 ACP sounds with large fucking 50 yeah. BMG shells like, hitting marble. What the fuck? Yeah. So, is anybody surprised that Bruce Willis has aphasia when he couldn't count how many rounds were in his magazine before? Apparently, it was uh, he uh, did. I, a, he just he fired at the wrong time, like in the wrong scene. He fired his fucking firearm, and that's like the. I mean, it was a, a safe. Firearm, but nevertheless, uh, he probably that's like, like what led to okay. I have aphasia. I've been dealing with it, and I'm fucking. I'm out. I gotta stop. I can't remember. Like a couple weeks before that story, there was a picture with a zoom in from like New York Times or something showing him with an earpiece, and they're like, he's getting his lines fed to him. What the fuck? You know, blah blah blah. And so, yeah. I mean, it's weird how quickly that whole thing un. Folded, and so the first thing I thought was, okay, so Jada Pinkett Smith has alopecia, and <laughs> very different. Yes, thank you. But that point, Will Smith 
smacks shit out of Chris Rock. He's giving his, like, I'm sorry speech while he's holding the fucking award. He's resigning. He's gracefully, quote unquote, resigning. Yeah. You can keep the trophy, but you're out. Okay? Well, they're now also, apparently, like, they're going to be taking it back from him. Who cares? The point is, you have that story, then you immediately follow with Bruce Willis. I, I don't care about those independent details. I'm talking about the media is saying, here's this, bloop, here's that, bloop, here's that, bloop. They're sending up balloons of stupid shit that don't fucking matter. What's being covered? What's going on? Like, oh, here's a slipped video of Putin eating yogurt under a tent in a fucking blue button-up collared shirt, and there are fucking weapons of mass destruction rolling past them in a field. Yeah. Well, that's the... But, uh, Bruce Willis! Uh. That's, Will Smith! Uh. That's the media in a nutshell. Though. Exactly. It's pay attention to this, pay attention Smoking to that. Mirrors. And now we're going to talk about this and that and the other. And that this, this is the world's fucking ending and whatever else. But yeah. uh, pay attention, no attention to the man behind the curtain. Yeah. Like, Kaka, that, over here. Up here. Look up here. Look up here. You too. I mean, you too. Go yeah. pre-Ukraine. It, it doesn't matter... It, it's all COVID, COVID, COVID for fucking two and a half two years, years until now. nobody really gives a fuck anymore. And it's like, ah, Ukraine. Yep. And now that's the big thing. But my bigger thing is anytime something like that's going on or fucking uh, Christmas or whatever holiday it is, that's when the government pushes through legislation that mm. nobody would fucking want because nobody's paying attention. And it doesn't get talked about. It doesn't talk about it, anything else. Like, that is when you need to be paying attention. It's when some big thing, look over here, is going on, and everybody's fucking talking about it. You need to look the other direction. Mm. And that's just my take on the media or politics. It's diversion. Yeah. It's tactics. It's exactly it. Here, let's throw the fucking uh, decoy out there. Let's do a pond of decoys. And everyone will go fucking gather over there. And while they're doing that, I'm going to kill you, rape you, steal from you, fucking, you know, chop you up and feed you to my dogs and pigs and shit. But it's countries and mass quantities of people in war strategy. I'm the snidely whiplash of (laughs) If you're snidely whiplash, I'm fucking smutly. whiplash. (laughs) Old snidely whiplash over there. Dude, Mowgli is one of my favorite characters of all the Hanna <laughs> Barbera. Just like, just like the, I can't do the, the raspy fucking the dog that just laughs. How fucking strange of a time was it in that you know mid '60s Hanna Barbera era that this guy could just twirl his mustache and essentially. Tie a woman to railroad tracks after sexually assaulting her. An LEP pit stop. And like, God damn. That's just a thing. <laughs> yeah. That's just a thing that kids see that's every Saturday morning. <laughs> like, like, what are you teaching your children, people? He was the wily coyote of the wacky races. <laughs> you know, he's had all these fucking deals, and they all suck. Uh, the wacky races were great. Yeah. That was my favorite, man. Growing up, like, don't get me wrong, like, well, yeah, you got all your favorite cartoon characters, and then now you have all these fucking crazy cars. I mean, it just goes to show you, I've literally always been into cars and shit like that. As long as I can fucking remember, it's always been wacky races and whatever fucking racing game and rock and roll racing and you know what I mean like oh yeah we talked about yeah rock and roll racing the other week that's my whole like as long as I can fucking remember it that's been me like I, I'm 
I can't exaggerate it or make it up. That's just, I mean, I told the story of when I was like fucking three years old. My dad was leaving for work. You know, I'd always wave bye to him. And he looked up and I wasn't there. He's like, oh, that's kind of weird. And he's like, you know what? I should probably find it before I leave. And, you know, this is far before, like, backup cameras and all that other shit. And he happened to look under the truck. And there I was just up there looking at the underside of a running truck, you know? Your undercarriage is intriguing me. Yeah, that's just always been me. If I had a dollar for every time that worked on a female as a pickup line, <laughs> you'd have zero dollars. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would owe people money. <laughs> <laughs> you got some fucking mobster from Vegas coming down to Texas, be like, "Hey, spuds, you remember that time?" You What's up, Whiplash? How you doing? You owe me three hundred seventy-six dollars. No, man, don't break my kneecaps, dog. I got you. I got you. You like something you see on the wall, man? Just take it, baby. Take it. Who loves you? Okay, Dookie Twinkle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes you gotta shine. I get that. I get that. But you owe me some money, son. I swear it's yeah. gonna work one of these times, dude. My <laughs> safe word is Dookie Twinkle. That's my safe phrase. And anytime you hear me say Dookie Twinkle. Shut it down. <laughs> I'm out. And if you do not comply, you will find out why that is a mistake on your behalf. Tia! 21 feet! Uh, fuck, I don't want to do that. But I will. I've met me, and that's the where that's we've talked about this prior, and I'm saying that it's like so edge of personal internal conflict concern. For me, at least, I don't speak for anyone else, but like the, I, I just sit there and I'm like, really? You? You're going to be the reason why I put every have to put everything in jeopardy because I'm going to have to fucking stop you from doing something stupid when I've already told you stop? Yeah. I will win. I'm telling you, go home. Like, call me a pussy. That's fine. Just don't die here today. Go the fuck on, dude. Ah, and it kills me how many people now, especially with all the transplants over the last several years... Mm. God damn, dude. People are like, oh, no, I'm you don't understand. I'm that. thug. And like, no, no, <laughs> you don't understand, motherfucker. I don't I'm not. give a shit about your thug. <laughs> Welcome oh, to Texas. I, yeah. you say, <laughs> I fight dirty. I, like, you know, catch me riding dirty. I'm always fucking riding and it's clean. But I fight fucking dirty. Don't, underst- don't misunderstand my kindness for weakness. I'm helping you by telling you, get the fuck away from me. And then stay o- the fuck away from me. I'm and not fighting going. to try to win. I'm going to. Yeah. See, I thought with when he said transplants, I <laughs> thought that was the new trans culture. Like, I'm trans vegetable. Mm, no. Yeah, like Maybe. I identify as a cucumber. Well, I was thinking I identify as a Brussels sprout. <laughs> Fucking nobody likes them. <laughs> well played. That makes me want to be. <laughs> the sauce that goes into the batter for deep frying that Brussels sprout to where everyone wants them unwillingly. That just sounds I think like that's you want how it works. rusty as a vegetable. I mean, I want to fuck him with the vegetable as a vegetable. <laughs> I want to like, fuck him until he is he's a like vegetable. Paralyzed, just yeah. like, where are you going? Nowhere. <laughs> turn out the lights. Turn them on. Turn them on. I know you're a, a tumor, and yeah. I'm a vegetable, and we're not supposed to be together. Our parents would hate it. Oh, what's your safe word? Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> cool. Hey, y'all know mine. Pussy candle? No. Just Aardvark! Aardvark! Aardvark. I remember. It was so lovely. For <laughs> fuck sure, it's fucking funny, dude. Look at you. <laughs> Everyone's like, what the fuck? It's it got even better so when we 
deep dived into it. And Rusty was like, what's the difference between an aardvark and an anteater? Yeah. <laughs> like, T-Bone was in here yep, talking yeah. about the fucking jaw structure <laughs> and shit. He's like, look yeah. at that, man. It goes all the way out. That's his <laughs> nose. I was like... We became amateur zoologists as well as bestiologists. I wear it as a badge of honor. I'll put it right next to the asshole merit badge. I just wish I had a tongue like that. I could do all kinds of things. Yeah, like clean yourself (laughs) without soap. Oh. Ooh, that would be the early I was thinking special. like a colonoscopy, but okay, yeah. What the fuck is soap? That's where you hide the fucking money from wavy gravy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. The closest thing I used to soap is something I learned from the movie Fight Club. Yes. I just bathe in the excess, like, medical waste. <laughs> bathe in the liberal tears of pussies and snowflakes that have melted from the Texas heat. That sounds about right. <laughs> I just take liposuction extract and rub it all over myself. Call it clean. At $20 a bar. <laughs> Bless his heart. Well, I mean, it's not wrong. I mean, I've, I've lied, definitely met I'm dumpsters that smell better than me. I'm just saying. Uh, you just take some fucking fat sucked out of a rich person's ass, rub it on yourself, eh, call it clean. Yeah, I mean, is it clean really reaction? just subjective? Yeah. Uh, to yeah, extent. To yeah. olfactory and... Uh, all, all your senses. I mean, I if mean, you take like, out your physical if senses. If I stand around a bunch of hopeful adoptees that are covered in flies and gangrene, who's cleaner? I, I don't <laughs> I don't think that's how orphanages work, man. <laughs> I said nothing about orphanages. <laughs> Who the fuck's going to want to adopt that? <laughs> Oh I simply said I'm going to be standing there next to these people. <laughs> the circumstances surrounding why I'm there, that's for your imagination. I'm just picturing going to the orphanage and walking in and talking to the person that works there. Be like, all right, which one of these little fuckers doesn't smell like shit? I'm taking that one. Uh, his name is Earl. He likes to burn things and stab people. Perfect. Yeah, it's Honey! Right. <laughs> Come hither! <laughs> we just adopted child's play. Yeah, right? I just wanted to meet Angelina Jolie. Boldly go where many men have been before? Angelina, will I'm you okay with that. adopt a 38 year old? I don't see why not. Probably. I mean, especially like, now. I've been in many of vaginas that could baffle Stephen Hawking. <laughs> well, are we talking about infinite expanding expanses? Yep. <laughs> Hello. 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 <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's nothing I said like I'm like a little pussy. She so, said me too. No, I just big as a house. <laughs> I mean, we've talked about the she mac and cheese effect. Over here. <laughs> we've talked about the mac and cheese effect. Obviously. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's something that every man knows. But when you have every the Doppler effect. <laughs> <laughs> Please, Earl, do go down that rabbit hole. Please explain to our listeners oh, what you're referring to. <laughs> Give the detailed description, because obviously we know where our minds are going, but we don't want to say it. It's your turn. So it's it's with the thrust. <laughs> yeah, you know, for every thrust in, for every thrust out. Yeah. You know, so it's it's it the Doppler effect noise is coming almost, in and out. It's, it's almost like synesthesia. So you can hear distance <laughs> and you can see sound. My dick can see colors? Why not? 
It can hear cavernous things. Well, I mean, mine, you don't want to see what's going on down there. <laughs> My dick is colors. Yeah. Uh, I mean, mine looks like cool a games. miniature version of those orange fucking porta potties that you see at an art fair. Covered in shit? Possibly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what day is it? <laughs> I mean, it just depends on who's willing to take that extra step. Not it. <laughs> I mean, I love you, but no. My dick's like a porta potty. It smells like asshole. It's covered in shit. I'm gonna believe you on that, buddy. <laughs> Thanks. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I've tried to fuck myself in my own ass, but you know, I can't even get past my own pubes. <laughs> <laughs> forest down there. Well, you never know. I just love that I have family members that listen to this. Yep. You have no choice but to be related to me. You have a choice whether you want to listen to the exactly. shit I say. I say that shit at every family dinner. Like, <laughs> nothing you can do about it. We're related. Oh. You can't get rid of me. <laughs> well, most of mine are step-siblings, so... They have more of an option. Oh, I've met morticians that have smelled my cock and been eagerly grotesque. Mmm, formaldehyde. I'm intrigued by. <laughs> they would the like plurality me to formaldehyde it. Excuse me. I just want to know. Not only do you know one mortician, you know multiple, and of these multiple, many of the have smelled your cock. They should be on our bowling well, team, Yeah, I mean, bro. it's not a special <laughs> way. It's, it's just like, you know, you've seen a lot of dead dicks, so what do you think about this? Take a whiff. Yeah. Does this smell offensive to you in a non-mortician manner? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm getting a professional opinion. I know you went to school for this. And, yeah. You know, you mostly deal with dead people, so... Uh, yeah. What does it smell like to you? Would you put this in your general vicinity of any of yeah, the like, parts? You're doing, you're you doing a it? pro bono cons- consultation <laughs> while I have a pro boner. <laughs> I mean, you need a mediator for legal department. You need a mediator for HR. You need a mediator for... for oh, training. dude, the HR guy at a mortuary... You are probably the creepiest fucking dude on the planet. My bad, I spoke too soon. Yeah, (laughs) like the mortician is just like taking a look at my, you know, fucking gangrenous, you know, sack. Wow, that's one thing. But then the HR guy that comes in to be like, "Yep, so we're gonna have to take, you know, some swabs. This we're gonna have to get some statements. That's the creepiest motherfucker." You think the uh, the guy that brings out the Undertaker in the WWF? You think that guy's creepy? Wait till you actually have sex in a mortuary. Wow, I'm gonna have to pass hard pass. Now are 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 they live or dead? Uh, <laughs> Let's go back. To the it depends on how pretty they are and how much you know you know of the mortuary putty. Like, so if they were shot in the head, you know, you, can, you gotta fill in extra holes, you know, man. What can I say? <laughs> Easy well, yeah, access, but, but it depends on again how how much you like the mortician, because you don't want to undo her good work if she's actually like. Oh, we're assuming it's a her. In this sense, yes. Well, in this specific sense, which is something that I have been involved in, so yes, that was a her. You banged her, and there were dead bodies. 
on dead bodies? Good for you. No, I... I mean, no, that's horrible. Did you open Don't up you the, like, the drawer, you know, that people, <laughs> they put the dead bodies in and bang no, around that? No, that's in the morgue. So uh, there's a difference. Okay, did you bang around the table that she, like, does her bang on? Oh, yeah, because it has drain holes. That much leakage. Mm. You might want to get that checked out. Mm. Or maybe I just am like a 1950s New York gangster that accidentally like hits a fire hose and shit just goes everywhere. Who knows? <laughs> You're but, on a steel table with drain. But to answer your question, have I fucked in a funeral home? Yes. People grieve in different ways. That's fucking metal, dude. Yeah. Well, the table was. I have not fucked in a coffin. That is a goal of mine. Because that would be made In or on? That's an interesting question. Dark, albeit. <laughs> That's an interesting question. I'd like to know. <laughs> I'd like to know. And the answer is... Drum roll, please. Oh, in, absolutely. With, door door with shut? Close. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. All right. Preferably with somebody that's claustrophobic. Because <laughs> they wiggle more. Yes. <laughs> See, you knew exactly how it's going. They're scared. <laughs> they're scared. They wiggle more. The adrenaline, all the ore fire tight. They, they, yeah, they're just going to do crazy shit. It, it's oxygen, like when you yeah. pull a fish like out of the lake. Oh my god! And they're just fucking flapping around on the hook. Okay, do you guys have lemon wedges and backup oxygen masks just in case it gets too kinky? I mean, I've got a nice salt bath. Fuck like, that! Man. I would no. see. I'm just picturing oxygen Earl's tank. tender being like down for chicks with epilepsy. <laughs> <laughs> I got a fucking. I got a strobe light. Let's strobe party! Yeah. yeah, but that's. <laughs> See, that's actually, you'd be surprised. That's more rare to find. Oh, that's so fucked up. That's so fucked up. I apologize on behalf of myself only. Um, for anyone that is taking offense to this, this is the Bunker Brigade, man. Just go ahead and email Welcome us. Welcome to the Bunker Brigade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, email us at, uh, what's our email? Bunker Brigade Podcast at gmail.com. Send us your death threats, love letters, dick pics. Yeah, dick pics. There you go. Third in line is the most important. It's like the best on every album. <laughs> right? First one comes out, it's like, oh yeah, you're tickling the taint. Second one comes out, like, ooh, you're working the butthole. And third one comes out, it's like, oh my god, you're hitting my fucking tonsils. <laughs> like, yeah. Just knock you down, get all kinds of nasty. You got epilepsy, girl? Don't lie to me. Just strobe with the fucking stronghold. <laughs> I got a winner. <laughs> see, see, now I got an idea. God damn it. So I know. Install I know. strobe light inside of my custom-built coffin <laughs> and fuck a claustrophobic epileptic inside of that coffin. With fresh oxygen being pumped into the fucking coffin so that you are high as Fuck. Oh, no, nitrous. Jesus. <laughs> if we're going to get to that point, we got to get there in the most extreme possible level. Like, I want fear. What music is playing? Britney Spears. Oh. Because it's just that much worse than Taylor Swift. So just to torture the <laughs> girl. Britney bitch. It's Britney bitch. <laughs> <laughs> No, it'd be more like, oops, I did it again. What? You've done this before? <laughs> what the fuck? Apparently I should have yes. known when I met you on a website about being buried alive. Epileptics.com. Yeah. <laughs> Strobeshakes.net. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucked up. Shake and bake. 
<laughs> Stone epileptics. But that's only if you're not using protection. Mm. Yeah, so the bake is the uh, the embryo. So. I've personally, as far as cables go, I've always enjoyed going uh, middle of the road, but it's just enough to where if someone asks to borrow a cable, I'll let them know, yeah, sure, but it costs this much money, so... If you're gonna borrow it, that's fine, but you gotta leave a deposit. And then if you don't return it, I can buy another one because I'm gonna have to use it, like that kind of thing. And it, it, you'd be amazed at how many people are like sitting there going, "Oh, this is complicated. You're not gonna give me free shit, and then I can just fucking scam shit you." Shit on it. Yeah, I'm a, I'm out. It's not like cool. Of it. Back off. Fuck off. Yeah, that costs me money, and then exactly. I have to take it, it out of my system that's yep. already wired up at home yep. or my studio. A hundred percent. Yeah, like. I'm doing you a solid. Yeah. And you are fucking me right in the butthole. And I was tight before we started this transaction. And now I'm feeling a little loose. Yeah. (laughs) Quivering anus. (laughs) I mean, it just shouldn't always be a a solid understanding. If you're going to... If you're going to use somebody's equipment, and if that person is willing enough to let you... Like, I let somebody borrow my Sparkle Top Les Ball once, and uh, he fucking did surgery on it that was not approved by me. Jesus. I get it back, and there's just, like, fucking random, like, screw holes in it. Damn. I'm like, are you fucking serious? That? Like, I loaned it to him because it was a good friend of mine. It was her boyfriend, and he had a show, and his guitar wasn't working. Like, well, yeah, I'll loan you my Les Paul because she's a really good friend of mine. And she said, like, he'll take good care of it to get it back. And there's just, like, a straight up, just, like, Home Depot screw. Yeah. Like, you know, nothing like what would be a strap holder. And there were, like, multiple screw holes in it because he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. And there's just a screw. That's horrible. Sticking out of it. See, so, that's the kind of shit. That is honestly the kind of shit this, that I have nightmares about. This is one of four hundred ever made, yeah. too. Like that sparkle top green Les Paul. That's the kind of crap. The re- the whole the whole origin of Gold Tooth. Yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, that's the whole reason why I'm like, dude, you don't understand. It's not because I don't trust you. It's because I can't afford to replace this. So you're going to buy this. And then when you return it, I give you said money back. And if you're not down with that, then you can't borrow it. It's a loan in the first place. But if you fuck this up, I don't want you to come back and then I have to get the money from you. I've already got the money. I have to now go through the bullshit of buying another one. I'm, again, you'd be amazed. Like, I got fucked around for years. Because I've been playing since I was a kid, just like you. But when I got to be right about... Uh, I'd say probably 17, 18. Yeah, because I joined my first, like, successful band at 18. Fuck it, that's exactly what I started doing. Like, people in the band, the bass player, the fucking guitar player. Hey, bro, let me borrow a couple patch cables. Cool, man. 25 bucks. Say what? You want three patch cables, man. They're nine bucks plus tax. I'm giving you a friend discount. Tax-free. 25 bucks. No way, bro. It's like, all right, cool. Go buy some then. They're going to be 25 bucks. (laughs) <laughs> like you can buy them for me and I'll go buy them and I'm doing you that favor or and I had great trepidation when I loaned this guy my there I was ball. stewing in my trepidation but 
stroking my. And beard. honestly, the only reason I loaned it, loaned it to him, is because I had a crush on his girlfriend. Oh, that's that part's obvious. Yeah, the good friend. You lent a Les Paul to a good friend's boyfriend. Okay, I could judge you on your decision making, but we've already been there and it's done yeah. nothing. So we'll move forward. He was such a dummy. He didn't realize how how wrong it was for him to return it to me in that condition. And I'm like, maybe he got kicked in the head. Serious? Maybe There's he was just some special. Random. Maybe like, he was a legitimate asshole that fucked you while he fucked your dream girl in the butt. And then gave it back all sloppy, and then maybe you got to hook up with her. Like, yes. no, he was just—he was literally just a dummy. That's good. At like least, he was, at least he was you don't some have like sensitive thing. emo kid. Cool. He's like, he's well, just dumb. I, I didn't know. Like, I just needed the strap to stay on. Oh, hey, bro. Like, you didn't know he was holding a drill to your guitar. No, I didn't know, bro. Because I, I no, cut my he, hair he on the side. I couldn't like, see. It was. I couldn't see how wrong it was because my hair was in the way. Like I was listening to my chemical <laughs> romance. <laughs> oh, oh no, it was, it was worse than that. It was like uh, like dashboard confessional. No, we're not going to stop. We're going to berate you <laughs> constantly. It's like, because that's my money. Yep. So you're trying to steal from me now. Yep. Like, that's how I see it. That's how you, it is. Yeah. You, you gave me something that I didn't pay for, and now you're stealing my money. By giving me something that was not what I purchased. What did I do to deserve so this? So I'm going to constantly be calling you, calling, calling you. I've done it with, you know, Amazon. I've done it with Uber Eats. I've done it with so many people where they're like, "Oh, well, I'm sorry, we can't help you." It's like, "Oh no, you can. You just don't want to. Mm-hmm. So don't think you're just gonna get rid of me that easily." <laughs> Oh, no, you didn't, girl. <laughs> that's not the way that the Earl operates. <laughs> the Earl. Yeah. The- when the Earl gets pissed off, he will call every fucking possible number Hulk and angry. go through every possible person. <laughs> oh, you fucked up. He's talking yeah. to the third person. Yeah. Yeah. The Earl is not happy. Yeah. Bend over. The Earl <laughs> is not appreciative of your services at the moment. <laughs> I do not approve. Of this bullshit, and I always try. I always try to be nice to the people. It's like you cool. I understand that you did not create this website. I understand that. I understand that you're trying to help me, but you can understand why I'm pissed off, and that always disarms them. Yep. Yep. See, so, yeah. The human I'm not factor. pissed off at you as a person because I don't know you, but here's my situation. This is your job to fix it. So if you're not going to try and fix it. Then you need to send me to somebody that is willing to try and fix it. Because if you're not, and if you're just doing the, I'm going to protect the company, you're already not my friend. Right. <laughs> and I can easily go to my bank account and be like, hey, I'm going to cancel that fucking transaction. Yeah. So I'm trying to do what's on. best. I'm trying to do what's best for both of us. Like, hey, y'all fucked up. I'm trying to make it right. I'm trying to have you make it right. If you're not going to do it, then yeah, you're out of the product. So you're losing money, and I'm getting essentially double the money back. Why wouldn't you want to talk to me? And say, hey, we made a mistake. How can we make it right? Yes. It's that fucking easy. It is. It is literally that easy. It's the same thing as you don't sell a guy a car. 
You sell one guy three cars over 15 years. You build the relationship. You do the right oh, fucking thing. I was saying the same thing about a bartender that we recently got rid of. Yeah, you don't, you don't always pour a person a drink. You pour the same person three drinks over a five-minute period. Right. Duh. But she was trying to sell people like a $30, <laughs> one cocktail for $30. It's like, no, dude, you sell two $15 cocktails, which means you're going to get tip better for one and then he's going to have a third $15 cocktail but if he has sticker shock because you didn't tell him I'm selling you a $30 cocktail because I'm talking about oh well this is the best whiskey this is that no nobody is going to say oh yeah just pour me whatever unless they have a black card or whatever I gotta admit, I've done it a few times. I've felt so pretty baller, and I'm like, I think I'm gonna get laid if I play a power move. <laughs> Whatever the lady would like, and just pour me a shot of something that's the good shit. No, 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 the one up top that's well lit. That one, that's fine. Yeah, two but of those. Generally speaking, like, like if you're at a restaurant, fuck, I better get laid. <laughs> <laughs> but generally speaking, if you're at a restaurant, I know. And General, the bartender's like, genitally speaking, yeah, you want a whiskey cocktail. I'll pour you a thirty to thirty-five dollar whiskey cocktail versus a fifteen dollar whiskey cocktail. I will have two to three of those versus the sticker shock that you didn't even tell me how much it costs. Yeah. At thirty to thirty-five dollars, I'll be like, okay. Then I'm gonna walk across the street and get an eight dollar whiskey. That's <laughs> what we did. Shout out to Cosmos. Mm -hmm. Joe, you're the man. We love you. It was good to see you, brother. Let's not make it another seven years. I'm actually thinking about coming down there tomorrow night, but by the time you hear this, I will have already seen you twice, three days ago. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap your noodle around that shit. Yeah! Yeah. yeah. Sound like a goat getting raped. Ooh, that better. was a dolphin, but I love goat raping. That's not a dolphin. I guess not. Oh, you got called out by the birthday girl. She said, It's like Tom dolphin Brady getting pegged by the hottest girl on the fucking planet. By what? Who's the hottest girl on the planet, in your well, opinion? Taylor Swift? Well, yeah. Okay. But he got pegged by what? Jessica but, Simpson? No, his wife, Giselle. Oh. Giselle pegged? Who Tom I Brady? don't really think is all that hot. She kind of has like managed like jagged features. Maybe he's into that yeah. shit, man. Maybe he wants to well, make clearly his dick he look is. small. I don't know. Maybe she's got gargantuan hands and it looks good to him. I haven't seen my <laughs> dick look this small in forever. This is amazing. <laughs> Grip it harder. I can't put a second hand on it, honey. Ah ha ha ha. <laughs> That's his wife, by the way. I'm throwing that out there. I don't know. I'm sure she's a sweet person. Hey, Tom. You do it a little short. <laughs> I'm not gonna stop till you make me cam. A little manish. Smells like <laughs> Tom's like, I'm from California. What the fuck are you talking about? Your hmm. version of football is a bunch of fucking Iraqi kids kicking a fucking rock Ooh, in the desert. Check this fucking shit out. So I started following Louise Post. Anyone who doesn't know who Louise Post is, one half of Veruca Salt, okay. also known as the brunette, uh, that uh, I had a serious man crush on. You give me a dainty little thing right there in a silk nighty playing a fucking SG and a Marshall stack and singing like an angel? Shit. So anyways, we're on social media. We're, we've linked together. I'm following her. She's working on studio album for new stuff, new release. I'm like, that's awesome. You know, she has a kid now and all that other stuff. 
and then she posts a picture of her from that tour wearing like the fur coat and I was like oh my god and I immediately responded back with the message and I was like this is the you that is burned in my brain since I saw you live in 97 she fucking got back to me with hearts and shit I was like ow fucking Louise Post was like what's up on social media to me uh. Uh, and Vergasol they were just really beautiful women in the grunge era yeah. And then, like, the Breeders were a great band as well. Like, and when he's talking about, like, you know, wearing the baby dolls and, you know, ex- accentuating the feminism by being sexual, by not being that sexual, it was amazing. Like, and I think Courtney Love she took it to an ex- exploitive level because there were so many great bands that she took away from with Hole, which Hole had some great songs. I mean, they were a great band. No doubt about it, even though she was a fucking murderer. But, you know, you have the Breeders, you have, you know, Farouk Assault, um, lots of bands in that era, like even Garbage, which was not one of my favorites, but Butch Fig, you can't go wrong. Yeah. I mean, he's the archetype of all the production of that era. And I've always wanted to interview him. Be like, so why, when you were the producer for so many amazing bands, did you play for a band? Garbage, I get the joke of the name, but y'all weren't that good. Alright, I'm curious. You said, uh, Courtney Love, murderer. Expand. Well, I mean, we've talked about it before. Yeah. I don't know. I think most of it was off mic, but yeah, I mean, there was the the assassin that came forward and said, yes, she hired me to kill him. And said that he couldn't follow through because he felt that he was too important to the scene. There, And this was a gnarly dude that had killed many people before. Um, you know, I've read many, many books. I've seen many documentaries. Yes, you have to make your own conclusions as a human and as what you want to think. Me as a very, very big Kurt Cobain fan. And a lot of people think that, you know, he could either be a mad genius or just mad. You know, the same way I think of Maynard James Keenan. Yeah. Say, well... I think he's just confused. He's not as brilliant as he might be made out to be. And people think that same way about Kurt Cobain. But when you hear Kurt play guitar live, all of the stuff that he's doing on the records that Butch Vig does and that other really 
well-known underground producers do. Yeah, this is just somebody helping Kurt be more Kurt. And that's what's important to me as far as listening to a musician and their true artistry. Um, so Incesticide was probably my favorite album, which really wasn't an album that they intended to put out and never really did. It wasn't a major release. Um, they had some different versions of like Polly, you know, on there. Like Polly, they had it as a punk rock song. Um, and they just had amazing songs from start to finish because this is what Kurt wanted to do, this is what he was writing. And you listen to a lot of interviews with Dave, and he talks very rarely about Kurt Cobain because to this day, especially with the Taylor Hawkins thing that just came out, uh, with Taylor's death, people are trying to scour the internet for, you know, how does Dave feel about Taylor's death, uh, about Kurt, and basically what I can tie in together is Dave is just a super nice guy that aligns himself with great artists, great musicians, even though he is a great artist and mus musician himself. Uh, he was best friends with Kurt, and it broke him when Kurt died. And then he essentially replaced Kurt with Taylor, mm -hmm. who was, again, another heroin junkie um, who needed help, and Dave always was like, I'm going to try and help you. You're my best friend now. You're with me. Because Dave has never really been into drugs. Like, he's had interviews where he said, I stopped doing drugs and I never really did many drugs except for like really weed at about like 18, 19, 20 years old. I stopped. Like, and you would think, yeah, this is Dave Grohl, like, he's in the biggest band in the world. He's the fifth drummer in Nirvana. There's drugs everywhere. I just, I don't know. Yeah. Like you said, he never talked about Kurt. And it just always seemed, I don't want to say he was afraid of Courtney Love, but... They had bad blood. Yeah. For a like, long he time. just never, wasn't anything he ever talked about. And I didn't know. Well... Again, with the recent death of Taylor Hawkins, I've seen some interviews with Dave. Like, no, I don't want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. I lost Kurt. I'm I surprised you've seen Taylor. anything with him talking. I haven't seen one single thing. With I have been going into deep dives to try and find it because, you know, I want to hear it. I want to hear Dave because he's one of my heroes. Yeah, right. <laughs> You know, and it, for some reason, it hurts me that I know that this guy is hurting so oh, yeah. much. That he hurt so much in 1994, April 9th of 1994, Kirk Lane died. Like, 
I know that that crushed April. And now that Taylor Hawkins, who essentially replaced Kurt Cobain in what I feel like is Dave Grohl's mind, this person replaced my best friend. And they were inseparable. Like, you see all the, like, Letterman interviews, the Howard Stern ones. So if you go on to YouTube and you look at the Howard Stern retrospectives of talking about how many times Taylor Hawkins was on the Howard Stern show and you watch just like every interview it's Dave and Taylor it's not Chris it's not Pat Smear it's it's always just Dave and Taylor because they're inseparable and when he OD in Europe just like Kurt did. Like with Kurt OD'd in Rome right before he yeah. went back to Seattle and then eventually supposedly shot himself. Um, I mean, I, I can't imagine how hard it is because I've known friends that have done things like that but they weren't in my band even though they're very close to me. But when you're in a band and you're touring, that's your your family. I mean, mm-hmm. You're Some not thinking about anything else. Uh, it's, I feel for a dude that I've never met in my life, but I've always looked up to you, respected. And like we talked about on the last episode, there's pretty much no denying that Dave Grohl is the coolest dude in rock and roll. Yeah. Like, he's just a guy that you want to hang out with. You just want to go over and, like, have a swim party, you know? Like, have Margarita by the pool, swim, and he'll have his kids, and be like, hey, man, we'll, like, check out this guitar. Like, he's kind of the spuds of like being super fucking famous, <coughs> you know. Yeah, I feel for him. That sucks. You're playing tool and you don't even know, bro. That riff was inspired by Led Zeppelin. <laughs> Which is inspired by every black American ever. Jesus. I don't know about all that. I don't think Led Zeppelin was inspired by Kanye West. What about Jay-Z? <laughs> 99 Problems Drake? and the Zep is one. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> I mean, Puff Daddy did sample Led Zeppelin for the oh, Godzilla yeah. soundtrack. And Tool ripped off that song, too. No, Tool played No Quarter and did a fucking phenomenal yeah. job. Totally different song. Cashmere for the fucking ba da 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 you got a bum knee and a fucked up wrist. Don't make it worse. These hoes and cheese on the floor. 
Fucking ain't right, Mr. Chiso. Fucking fly with the sequence and shit. Blah, blah, blah. Rat trap. Fucking ain't right, bro. It's the same guy. Just like Dave Grohl and the Lance Morrison. Have you ever seen Have you ever seen Dante and Earl in the same room at the same time? No. You know why? They're the same person. Because at one point in the day, you just might be fucking looking up into a tree. You never know what fucking tree that's gonna be. And you say, "Holy shit, bro!" Right there. The king of the fucking king of the fucking jungle, bro. So when I was at you know, the lake house, I did a whole, it had to have at least been 45 minutes as Dante, but not saying Dante quotes. Jesus. <laughs> so I'm glad started, you guys had lots of alcohol and were friends. Oh, it started as Dante quotes. And <laughs> There's then water just, in a forest. I'm just throwing that out there. I, I went into, <laughs> again, my like, getting into stand-up comedy, you know, you gotta have feedback. The, yeah, you gotta have the feedback. You gotta bomb when you're gonna bomb. Yeah. And Hopefully, you don't face plant in front of a bunch of people. You do it in front of a bunch of friends. Well, yeah, we're we're just sitting around, you know, this table out on the back porch of this lake house, and we're all talking about Grandma's boy and shit. And I'm, I started doing my impression of Dante, but no quotes. Well, at first it's the quotes, but uh, eventually we run out of quotes, right? Gotcha. So you continued. So, Yes. Uh, so I continue to just be the disruptor. That's what yeah, you do. Yeah. From you. The it's disruptor. It's what you do. It, it's <laughs> so I as fucking, soon as you were called that. I was like, like well, so what the so fuck are you laughing at, motherfucker? Like, <laughs> I mean, you're fucking sitting here smoking weed and shit, right? Like, I mean, I'm it's the you same fucking yeah, thing exactly. that you're gonna hear back in town, bro. <laughs> You know, so I'm just doing that, and like everybody's just fucking laughing their ass off. I mean, I'm just spot on. With Dude, it. Even when I was describing the the whole situation to my wife, and I was like, "Yeah, he's he's his friend called him the disruptor," and she stopped and started laughing. She's like, "It totally makes sense." And I was like, "You, wait, you like seen him twice? What the fuck are you talking about? Like, what the <laughs> fuck?" She's like, "No, but it totally makes sense." I was like, "Yeah, he is pretty strong." It, it does. It does permeate in your brain after meeting him once. It's like, oh, you are the disruptor. When it was Epic. great on, this, like Rusty said before I even started, he said, "I'm gonna try not to laugh," okay. and you could hear his his struggle <laughs> snuggle with his own, you know, holding him desire back. not to laugh, and then yours being on the birthday celebration. And there's one point where you could hear Cinnamon laughing and like, <coughs> like pan over to her and she's like, that's what he does. We're like, I'm hey. just like <laughs> going into a place where nobody expected me to, so to dark. go and so dark. Yeah, I mean, it, it was just, it was such, it was such a positive way to do my second stand-up set ever to have my two co-hosts there who I know no matter how hard I could have bombed yeah. Which thankfully I didn't. I mean, that set went really well, I think. Yeah. But at that point, it didn't matter how hard I bombed. I didn't give a fuck what anybody else thought because I had my spuds and my rusty there. So I knew that no matter what, I had two guys that think I'm the funniest, most ridiculous piece of shit on the planet. Yeah. 
and yeah. they're gonna laugh and also again laugh at the people it's like you saw there are people snapping like I said on the episode before y'all got there yeah. it's like this is this is what y'all are gonna see this is gonna be a fucking strange bizarre place and you know it was <coughs> it was fun and it made me that much more comfortable even though I wish I had thought of the floundering <coughs> pun while I was floundering rather than after the fact because that's the only reason that I did what the audience thought was the probably the funniest moment in the set. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. Hindsight's twenty twenty. But look, look at the look at the separated engagement that you got when you did separate from nailing a joke right after doing the the actual physical. You already had the physical in people's brains, and then you made the noise, and it like brought them back in. You gave yourself an extra fifteen seconds. Oh, for sure. Loop back of a joke. Like, that's even that's even better to me. Like, mm-hmm. I like people that are creative like that, and I'm like, oh, this is funny. Here's the pun, huh? But well, like, And eh. the best was when we're out there, you know, because we spent most of the time either going to the real bar, Other bars. two doors down, yeah. or outside smoking cigarettes talking because, Steel you know, tons. of our brotherhood. Nope. And then when Cinnamon came out, like, towards the end of the full... Show. She's like, I had to make sure that I caught you guys before you left. I almost pissed my pants. Uh, yeah. Like that's what she was saying. Like when we were standing out there, she's like, I wanted to like crawl underneath the table. She was one of the judges. Yeah. She's like, <clears throat> I almost had to crawl under the table to piss my pants. There was a bathroom like twenty fucking feet away. <laughs> but, but I mean, that's how great it was compared to my first set there. Yeah. You know, two weeks prior. Where it's like, well, well that you just... remember, as True. you said, that you remember, because you didn't have anyone in the crowd filming it, and your buddy even told you you got more response than you think you did. Like, true, very true. I know that you've been on stage many, many times. I know that T Bone's been on stage many times. Uh-huh. Uh, Not uh, I know that Rusty understands the way that I work and the way. Well, at least somewhat, because the most famous quote <laughs> of all of our episodes, is like. I don't know how your brain works. Yeah. Yep. But it's a know, wonderful it carousel of that debauchery. I wouldn't have even gone had y'all not said the night before, like, oh, well, this is the water thing. What about your Flipper X thing? Yep. Like, okay. And you know, like, yeah, we're coming. We're coming. We're coming. And I was literally waiting in my car for about 45 minutes. I was just sitting in my car because I didn't want to go into that depressing ass place. We were just sitting in Cosmos drinking for like 25 minutes yeah. and we were like, hey, he's probably there by now. Well, yeah. And, Shit. And you just I didn't want to bug y'all, but so I kind of had it in my head. I didn't like, want to bug you with drinking. If I didn't see y'all by nine, then I was gonna, you know, either call or text y'all and if I didn't hear back from you within like five or ten minutes, I was just gonna go home. Oh, shit. Okay. I was ready to do that because I wasn't strong in in the Flipper X thing. You know, yeah, it was great when I did it on the podcast because it was just like all on the spur of the moment everything. But with all these priests, far sniffers, <laughs> see, my last show... Yeah, it may have gone better than I thought it did, but again, I'm the disruptor, and they're 
there could be bad things that happen with some of the things I say when I say them in public. Like, there could be. <laughs> yeah, like, that's the beauty. So, so here it's a very safe space. Like, essentially, it's my two best friends. Yeah. Like, and I can say anything I want to say, and it's not going to hurt anybody's feelings. And if there's any disagreements, like, again, not going to hurt anybody's feelings. We can just talk it out. We can hit pause and. Whatever, it, it's all jokes, it's all laughter, but when I'm in front of all these people and now I'm on stage by myself. Yeah, but then you create, you just having your five minutes and us doing something out of the norm and then going and creating that new memory and having a blast legitimately and organically doing it, like that's shit that bands do. That's the shit that bands are supposed to do. But when you have something that creates this atrocity. What? <laughs> This is spots. I am 100% fat. Ah. Happy birthday to me. Hung out with my boys. Rusty. Early bird. I love you, bitches. I'm about to work on early birds. Fucking. Where the fuck is it? God damn it. Fucking getting the fucking. That thing. The strat. The strat. The power strat. I this is not work on my guitar again. I'm gonna put a fucking screw in it. And I'm gonna fucking put some strings on it. I'm gonna put some lube on it. It's gonna fucking wanna be banger. I love you guys. I'm fucked up. <laughs> I mean, how can you not fucking be proud of some stupid shit like that that should have never been? Oh, loved it. And again, the fact that y'all actually came out to support me for a five-minute set, Absolutely. knowing oh, all well and good yeah. what it was, and you especially, like, you you're like, yep, this is exactly what you said it was going to be. Yeah, depressing really ass fucking wine bar with... You know, people that not that they're not good artists and not good at what they're doing, but it's very different than what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, and also, let's take a brief moment to celebrate the fact that Rusty is wearing jeans today <laughs> <laughs> and a baseball T-shirt. Blocking your string vibrations, yeah, just throwing that out. Yeah, there. it's it's hitting. Let's <laughs> just throw that out. Just throwing that out there, man. Now, you want to know why right, it sounds man. like shit? Yeah, it's, it, it's getting flat. The worst thing I've seen in it is dreadlocks because they're like heavy and like across the string. It's like, like, bro, did you just make up a new note? Because that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but I like it with the delay on this little line, sixty. Yeah. Tap tempo for you. Go ahead, keep playing. Now you can hear everything you're playing better.
That one's called Elbows Deep in Rock and Roll. Conspiracy City. <laughs> well, I'd love to say that we're going to end the episode with content, but I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so much happier after the the case Dwilia. You got the Dwilia swimming around near your Duodenum. J Lo's birthday. Maybe they'll uh, play this super strap. Got fresh strings on the girl. She's feeling like a new beast. It's good, man. Everyone deserves a, a little bit of happiness. All I know is I'm not putting another fucking set of strings on that shit <laughs> for another year. <laughs> That's probably true. Yeah, I don't do. I decent. don't get to play with delay ever at home because I don't have to wait. Uh, it sounds like a twenty-five dollar fix. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it's gonna sound like like a Royal Albert Hall or anything, but. Take <laughs> I don't know if I heard you right. You said Royal Albert Hall? Yeah. Great pun. Royal Alcoholic. There you go. The Royal Alcohol. <laughs> Ick. Ick. Yeah, man. <coughs> oh my god, that scared the fuck out of me. Uh, happy birthday, Dan. Thank you. Glad you're able to come hang out with us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. You know, we like to talk shit. Only okay. if you're feisty, though. If you're mellow, yeah. It's not really fun. Got to have the little bit of upsetness, a little bit of well, You guys are dicks. Like, yeah. Y'all are dicks. Yes. Yes. But I love the that you get to hang out with us. You're welcome. After <laughs> about a year now of J Lo coming up here, yeah, she's not shocked or offended by anything we say. She's like, no. if she doesn't like it, you'll just see her like sip her Red Bull, <laughs> roll her eyes. And I've been the Earl. I've been Spuds. And I've been Rusty. Welcome to the Bunker Brigade!